This is Sunday's Psychedelic Spirit with Aaron Akulis, brought to you by the Peace on Drugs podcast. Lyrics from the song 11 AM by Incubus from the album Morning View. 7 AM, the garbage truck beeps as it backs up and I start my day thinking about what I've thrown away. Could I push rewind? The credits traverse signifying the end, but I miss the best part. Could we please go back to start? So I chose these lyrics to open this week, not only because they're from the Incubus album Morning View, which this week's Psychedelic Spirit is named after, but also because these lyrics are a good jumping off point into this week's topic. Morning. I want to focus this week on our literal every day we wake up morning, um, but also the more metaphorical like dawn of the rest of our lives. Before I dive into this morning, I just want to give my good friend TJ a shout out. He was my sixth guest on the podcast. He came over the other night and stayed the night. He moved to Naples, which uh, isn't too far, but it's far enough where uh, I, I don't get to ever see him. But we got to catch up and we did a fire in my backyard and listen to music and his favorite band is Incubus. And Incubus is one of those late 90s bands. They kind of got grouped in with a, a lot of, um, dare I say, bad music. You know, the, the, the 90s were a tough time for rock music because Kurt Cobain came along and like shattered rock and roll, the rock, the rock and roll paradigm that was the 80s hair metal. And they opened the door up to a lot of new alternative rock music. But the corporate machine... Like did what it does, and it's it's all dollar signs and the new genre. They like they found dollar signs in the new genre, and they and they found bands to that look and sound the part, but that weren't authentic. And they bought them up and they molded them. And what happened was is a lot of phony art slips through the cracks. And the '90s phony art was a whole was a was a, like a woe is me. I'm sad like Kurt, but um, they uh. I think that, like me, we, we romanticized his pain a lot and wanted to, and we, we kind of got into the sad music because of the tragedy that occurred, you know, with, with Kurt Cobain, um, with his addiction and with his suicide. And, and it just really, the 90s became this dark kind of thing. But it wasn't just that. There was a whole other side of, um, you know, other artists that were troubled during the times, you know, the whole grunge scene and Alice in Chains and that, that kind of sound. But, um, a lot of the bands that came out, I really, really loved, and that's the music I grew up with. But something else happened when the grunge thing was was kind of coming out, like in the mid-90s when the grunge was kind of evolving, is rap rock started, uh, rap really started influencing rock, and rap rock, rap metal, should I say, like bands like Limp Bizkit and stuff like that started coming out, and Incubus came up with that movement, you know, and, you know, they had like, they, like Incubus has a DJ in the band, DJs in your band were a big thing and they were a new thing to the 90s. So Incubus kind of got lumped in with those bands. And the first time I heard them was on the Family Values Tour with bands like Korn and Limp Biscuit and those. Now, as a young teenager during those times, I loved all that, like pop metal or whatever you want to call it. But Incubus was one of those bands, like of the bands I listened to back then, only a few do I still listen to today? Incubus is one of them at times. Like it's, um, for me, it's Rage Against the Machine, Tool, Deftones. But yeah, Incubus was one that made it, um, but only up to about Morning View, the album Morning View. Like I just haven't gotten to the later stuff. I know TJ loves it, and I'm sure that true Incubus fans do. 
But I've always thought Morning View was lyrically amazing. Like that the, the first hit, the first single on the song, I Wish You Were Here. The lyrics, I dig my toes into the sand. The ocean looks like a thousand diamonds strewn across a blue blanket. I lean against the wind, pretend that I am weightless. And in this moment, I am happy. I wanted to open with with, the, uh, with these lines, actually, because they're so beautiful. But the 11, the 11 a.m. lyrics would start at 7 a.m., waking up and hearing the garbage truck beep and as it backs up and thinking about everything you've thrown away, like wondering if you can push rewind. You know, it sounds like a man on his deathbed wondering if he can go back to the start. So, uh, so many mornings we wake up like this because so many days and nights are spent on the wrong track, not chasing our dreams, not living up to our potentials. And for some of us, this may include drinking your failures away. It's hard to wake up and, and get a great start on the day when you're depressed, hungover, full of regrets and doubts. But this is a sort of like chicken and the egg thing. If, you, if your day had started full of hope and led to accomplishing things, maybe it wouldn't have led to drinking away your failures. And the next morning, you would start off on the right foot. So was the, the morning's fault or the night's fault? It's the chicken or the egg. So today I want to talk about like our mornings. But to make our mornings better... We must, of course, be aware of our actions throughout the day and especially at night because how drunk we are and how late it is when we go to bed will have the biggest impact on our mornings. So this podcast isn't only about having a good morning. It's about setting yourself up for success. And I define success in units of happiness, not money. But if you would like financial freedom to at least be secure in your home and have food in your cupboard and a car that's reliable, then, you know, get that money. And if you're like me and you want to have some some extra for travel and for concerts and shows and you love going out to eat, then get that money. But don't let money be your motivator to find happiness. Let your happiness motivate you to find the things that fulfill you, which may mean a good paying job as long as you don't spend 50 hours a week doing something you hate so that you can enjoy fun things on your one day off. Like that balance of pleasure versus pain is way off. But I want you to look at each morning as the dawn of the rest of your lives. And each day, each day is full of decisions and tasks. And each day, you move towards your long-term goals and also flow with the day and are happy in each and every moment possible. So I just finished that book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And um, he had a cool exercise he'd tell his patients to use. Think of this life that you're living right now as your second time living it. Like, I'd like you to think about, I like, think about it this way. You lived an entire life, the one you're living now, you've already lived front to back and then you died. But you were reborn into this moment you're in right now. But you can't remember the future of this life because you're back inside the body and brain of you in this moment. So you don't have the memory anymore of what the rest of your life is. But what you do know is that this this is the second time around. And there's a very important reason why this moment is where you were reborn. Because something happened that needed to change. And it's up to you now to figure out how to change paths. Find the new path that will lead to the happy ending. And so the best place to start is the morning. 
So what's the morning view? Think about like a bird's eye view or a mountain view. A morning view is looking out into an awakening day, a day of endless possibilities. It's an obscured view too, right? Like yesterday's view is clear, but this morning the view is unknown. Even if you think you know how the day is going to go, life may throw an unexpected, unexpected curveball. But if we think about the day as, as a blank slate, a new beginning, then we can paint that canvas with whatever color we choose, accepting the fact that life will be adding colors as we go. So we must be adaptable. Be so rigid in what we want our finished painting to look like. You know, we may be trying to paint a boat, but life throws in some other colors and strokes, and now we're in the city on, the, on a bus. Now we could try and then drive the bus into the water still trying to be on a boat. But wouldn't it be better to go with the flow and find your bus stop, wherever that may be? When we look back at our lives on our deathbed, the picture will be whatever it's going to be. And so we must find our flow and move. Move with the stream of life while finding beauty and happiness wherever we can. And sometimes the river will fork and we will actually get to make decisions for ourselves. And over our lifetimes, there will be thousands of these forks and our decisions will decide ultimately where the stream takes us. So how can we make sure we're in the right path or on the right path? What if we're, what if we're so far off course we can't get back? There is no off course. That's the beauty of it. You're on the path. So you're on this path for whatever reason it is. You are where you are for a reason. So again, imagine we're, imagine we're reborn into this life for a second time. Starting at this moment, this was the place you took a wrong fork. And this is just, just a, an exercise, right? This is the second chance to take the right path. You know, so like this is, you know, not, not to take this literally, like there's something seriously wrong about to happen, but this is just an exercise. If there was something that you, if you were back in this moment right now, what would the reason be and what thing should you do? Maybe it's, maybe it's that you are already doing the right thing, but something was about to throw you off course and you're back here in this moment to make sure you keep on the right course, keep going. So what we can do to get in the right path, and this, this brings me to the, uh, to the, point of this podcast about the, the actual morning time, not the metaphor of the dawn of your life, but the actual morning, to a book I read called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. If we, can get our, if we can get our mornings in check, the rest of the day will follow. But remember now, crazy nights can wreck a morning. So try and set a, a drink limit, preferably zero, but you know at least zero on a daily basis. But uh, even more importantly, set a bedtime. Pick a time you'd like to wake up to do your morning routine. You know, if you work early, like a 9 to 5, you leave the house around 8.30 and you need 30 minutes to get ready, you usually get up around 8. So start getting up at 7 or 7.30, even 7.45 at first. Your morning routine can be very simple. I first read uh, The Miracle Morning a few years ago when my friend Brandon suggested it. He's always been into these like self-improvement books where I've always been into like science and philosophy and crazy fictions like Chuck Palahniuk or Hunter S. Thompson's Gonzo Journalism. But thanks to Brandon, I've read books uh, that I would never have thought to read. My Miracle Morning is uh, it's a, a little, I hate to say cheesy, because it really 
powerful, good book. But the author has like the that you know anything's possible if you put your mind to it kind of attitude that for some reason bugs me. But it, I think that says more about me than the book. Like it's like I'm you're too you're too much of a go getter. Sometimes I want someone to have a little grit, but I, I don't know. But I do suggest you read it. Honestly, it's a good book. And the author started out like I believe he was either on Wall Street or in some kind of sales. It's been a few years since I read it, but um, I remember I remember him talking about getting a promotion at a very young age, and you know he had the pretty girl in his arm, the BMW, and again, this is where my mind is like turned off by by the author. Like when I hear things like that, and and I don't know if it's that like successful young dude is programmed as a villain from our youth, like you know Gaston on the Beauty and the Beast. We just watched the new version of Beauty and the Beast. Actually, it was done really well. But, you know, Gas- Gaston's like the wealthy, powerful prince with a shiny white horse, and he's a total douche. And also, you think about like Adam Sandler movies and those movies we watched where. Like every rich, good-looking BMW dude was like the guy that cheated on his girlfriend, and then the good guy was the kind of nerdy, didn't have it all together dude. So I don't know. Anyway, so this dude was uh, was on his way to the top when he got in this horrible car crash, this horrible accident. He almost died. He suffered brain damage. They thought he'd, he'd never be the same. And um, I'm pretty sure he lost his job. I know he lost his girlfriend, and um, he lost almost everything in his life. And um, but he figured out how to put his life back together, and it started in the morning. So he developed a routine and woke up every morning and did it until he perfected it. And it led him to major success in his life. He says that one thing that all great achievers have in common, people like Oprah and the Clintons and Obama, they all have a morning routine. Now, a little side note, I remember reading that Obama has the same thing for breakfast every day because it's one less decision he has to make because his day is so full of decisions and they take energy. So it's just one less thing to worry about. So I started doing this as well. Every morning I have avocado toast and I use um, this like Ezekiel bread. It's a, I don't know, it's named after some Bible verse, but it's in, usually in the frozen section in the grocery store. But find a really healthy bread, one that doesn't have seed oils is what I recommend. I think eating a healthy diet is also very important for getting to feeling better and living a healthy life. So I get you know really good bread with multigrain and then I get avocados, put a little salt and pepper and some garlic. And every morning, that's what I start with. Um, so anyway, Hal's Miracle Morning, he came up with uh, the, what he calls Life Savers. Savers is an acronym. S is for silence. A for affirmations. V, visualize. E, exercise. R, read. S, scribe savers. Now, I've come up, I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but um, I've come up with uh, with my own unique to me way to for my morning, and he did suggest that to, you know, adapt it to whatever you need. You know, some part of my morning might be like, you know, learn a lick on the guitar or something that goes along with my job or something like that. But um, silence, so, so the S is silence. Silence, he says, start with meditation. So for, um, for me, meditation is one of those things that I um, is one of the things that I do, but I don't do it first because I'd fall right back to sleep if I woke up and immediately sat in a very quiet, you know, still place. So I do it, but I don't, I don't make it my first thing. And A is for affirmations. You know, that's where you look in the mirror and you say positive things. Um, actually, you, you scream positive things out loud to yourself, like, um, I will get this promotion or I will not get caught with this briefcase full of cocaine going through customs or whatever it is. 
Now, I always found that, uh, that it's strange to do affirmations. Like, I feel like a psycho. So I don't really do them. Um, I don't do them this way, at least. I've, I've found a way to put them into my routine, sort of. And, um, I'll get, and I'll get back to that. So V is visualize. This is where you uh, simply daydream, basically, about the future you want for yourself. So I include this with my meditation, but I don't do it for the entire meditation. So the E and SAVER stands for exercise. Now, if you're going to only do one of these things that he's talking about doing for his morning, this is the one. Exercise, I believe, is the most important. And if you can only do two, I'd say this one and meditation. Exercise and meditation, top two importance. Now, how I do my affirmations with my, I do my ex- affirmations with my exercise. So it's like, well, I, I'm, for my exercise, I go to the gym. And when I'm doing reps, instead of counting to 15, I do 15 reps of, you know, three sets of 15 of different things. So when I'm counting my reps at 15, I say, um, I don't say it out loud. I keep it to myself because I don't want to, I would feel like a freaking psycho if I did that. But um, I say to myself, I will conquer my fears. I will conquer my resistance. Actually, I should, the cadence is more, I will conquer. You know, so it's, I will conquer my fears. I will conquer my resistance. I will conquer this day. So each word is a number and it adds up to 15. So if you start small, just like if you want to start small and simple, just wake up and say, I'm going to do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and 10 jumping jacks. And for each rep, you say an affirmation. Make one up that suits you. Write it down, count out the words, and tweak it to fit your reps. If you do this, and then you meditate for 10 minutes, you spend five silently imagining the future you want, and then another five clearing your mind and focusing on your breath, then you've done S-A-V and E of savers in like 12 minutes. So for me personally, like I love the R and S at the end of savers. It's The R is read. I make myself read 20 pages or at least at least 20 pages or 10 pages and then 30 minutes of an audiobook on the way to my work. So one of those. And um, you know, like even if you were to read two pages of a book a day while you're taking your morning poop, that ended up being three or four books a year. And if that's all the reading you did, that's already three or four more books than most people. And the S at the end is a, is scribe, meaning write. He obviously chose scribe to make the acronym work. So have a journal. Um, I recommend everybody have a journal. I keep mine in my notes on my iPhone. So sometimes I'll just be at the gym and I'll just, you know, I'll be on the treadmill and I'll be like, I'm just going to write about something that I, that's important to me or something I feel like I'm doing wrong. And I think sometimes writing down what you what you want and what you think uh, might be holding you back in life, it really changes your perspective on how to fix things. Like my thing is I was sleeping in too late every day. I was still getting my morning routine in, but I was getting started late and I wasn't able to do some of the other things I wanted to accomplish after my morning routine. And I, as I'm writing this in my journal, like I came to the very quick conclusion that I definitely already knew, but I wrote down, if I could just make sure I'm up by nine o'clock every morning, which for me is early because I don't work at nine o'clock, I work at like 5 p.m., I was like, then I can get everything done. And just writing it down and seeing it, I was like, that's that simple. If I want to keep accomplishing the things I want to do, just wake up earlier. And just seeing it written down, I immediately started writing, getting up earlier. And I started drinking less at night. And I'm back to not drinking at all because my mornings are so much fun. That getting home at night and not wanting to sit by the fire and drink beer and instead just sitting reading a book, it's, just, it's more fulfilling right now in my life. So 
So, and um, I want to say this also, I don't always write in a journal for my writing, for the writing portion, because uh, I'm working on a graphic novel. And so I was, put, instead of writing, I would be either like drawing or writing the plot. And then um, I, I finally, I decided to fully realize the story. I've decided to like rewrite it in novel form. So every day now I pick up my pencil and I'm just like, write, you have to write at least one paragraph. Just see where the story's going, write the paragraph. And it usually turns into a few pages before I'm done, you know? So, and another thing I've added to my list is, is I clean. I it's just something, if you have the time, it feels good to just have a clean home. So I just pick something around the house that really like, looks like it needs to be cleaned. It's like, oh, I haven't done that in a while. And I clean that. And, um, and also I added like my bank account budget and what bills need to be paid. Like just look at my finances for the day, how much money I plan on making, making sure, just make sure all your stuff's in order. Some of that stuff just makes me feel very secure going into my day and knowing that it's that there aren't any unknowns like, oh, I'm supposed to pay that. Was I supposed to do that? Just feeling secure in your life as you move forward through the day. So anyway, check out the book by Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning. And that's if you want, you know, if you want to get, he gets into way more details about why it's so important and how it can help you. So I definitely recommend the book, uh, The Miracle Morning. But, um, so that's what uh, this week's challenge for you want to be is create a morning routine as simple or complex as you want. Sometimes it's good to just have a base, like, you know, it could be like a very base minimum that you have to do. And it could be something as simple as it could be one push-up. I'd say try to do a minimum of five push-ups, but it could just be do one push-up. Because if you're the kind of person that sometimes gets in funks and you just can't do anything, because the problem is if you add, if you have a whole bunch more that you have to do, and then you, and you just don't feel like doing it and you just don't do it, then you're going to be like, well, I didn't do it yesterday. I won't do it today. But if, you, if you're waking up feeling tired and hungover and you have set a minimum of just five push-ups, you just wake up, do your five push-ups, maybe even do it with a, you know, I will feel better. It's, not, that's, um, it's only four, but you know you get what I'm saying. Um, say a little affirmation with those five push-ups and be done. But that way you don't feel like you failed. You're like, all right, tomorrow I'll do more than five, but I did my base, did my base. That's always an important thing. So, you know, let your morning routine Give purpose to your entire day. That's the whole point of this, right? Get a good solid base for the day and it will give purpose for your day. And this will begin to reveal a purpose for your life. And once you find your flow in your life, you begin to see your direction. Like moving through this river of life becomes more like floating than swimming. Some of us are swimming again against the current and through meditation, you'll begin to connect with your inner being, your inner purpose. So to recap this week, let's let's treat our current place in life like we just awoke into this life and it's our second time living it. Only this time, we're going to find our true and right path. Start every morning with a routine. You know, for me, it's avocado toast, cup of coffee while I read my book. Then I walk the dogs, then gym, then home to shower, then meditate, and then I work on writing. Now, I don't usually work until 5 p.m., so this is easy for me. Find whatever works for you. But most importantly, have a morning routine and set an intention for the day. This week, let's try and enjoy our morning view. Let's enjoy that we don't know what's to come and be excited about it. Let's look out the window into the blank world of infinite possibility. I want to end this week with a line from the last song on Incubus's Morning View album, Aqueous Transmission. It's a great song. Put it on tomorrow morning.
to start your first morning ritual day. Um, I think I think of in this line a person who has found their flow and letting the river take them where they're supposed to be. They've let go of negativity and doubt and worry, and they are free. I'm floating down a river, oars freed from their holes long ago, lying face up on the floor of my vessel. I marvel at the stars and feel my heart overflow. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sunday Psychedelic Spirit. I hope you have a great week. I hope I said something that can help you or help you help someone else. Let's all try to live as positively as we can and be a positive force for the world. I love you, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Peace out.